This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of our show. And it's truly wonderful. Uh, I think we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now because we've been very excited to have Rhett Taylor on the show from one of the creators of Ned, who has been a wonderful sponsor of ours over the years. Welcome to the show, finally. Well, you were on our three episode 300 back in the day, but like, yeah, actually sitting down and having a conversation. This is the first time it is, which is crazy. I mean, how's it, feels it feel? Like, well, we <laughs> feels like we're old friends. I mean, uh, you know, thanks to Instagram, I know everything about both of you, but um, for better it, or for worse. Yeah. yeah. And but it, it, this this is great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. No, thank you so much. You guys, we truly sing your praises every time we do an ad for Ned. And I know you know this because we've talked to you about it over the years. It's like we just we love to work with great people because it just makes us feel good when we're talking about a product that's not just a product for us, especially because products are so uh, in your face and everybody's selling something on Instagram or on their podcast. And it just has never felt right to us. And we've just been in a position to be picky to work with who we want to work with for products. And so we're just super Mm -hmm. happy that we've been able to work with you over the years. And I also love that for something like CBD, which is, you know, a lot of people, it takes a while to kind of trust it. It's kind of confusing. It started, you know, it's becoming more mainstream now, but a lot of people are still have so many questions about it that we feel so confident being like, no, it's fine. Rhett and Adrian got you. Yeah, yeah like, you're good. <laughs> they're out, they're out in pain. You guys will be them. fine. We're in their tacos well, and planting their hemp. We're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, you, I remember, and this is going back almost three years, but you guys vetted us hard. Like, you guys asked major questions, made sure you found the right answers, check those answers. Like I love when, when people that we work with do that and not everybody does, but the ones that last the longest and the ones that we find the best relationships long-term with are the ones who do. And you guys, again, you like, you really zeroed in to make sure that this was a product that was going to work for you first. And then for your audience second, and it was Super, super clear that you guys were all business uh, when we first started, and and then we became friends. <laughs> yeah, all business, and then when you came to our episode three hundred show, you were probably like, "Oh, these girls! Oh, these girls! Who are, <laughs> who are we working with?" No, it was great, and then like everybody, everybody got a chapstick and was like really excited. I mean, yeah. to this day, every time I talk about that chapstick, I'm like, it's just, <laughs> just so I love it. So much. Uh, I love so, it. That feels like so long ago. That was pre-COVID. It was. Oh, it was. So that was fun. almost. It was like three and a half. Not three and a half. It was like three years and six weeks ago, approximately. Because mm-hmm. my daughter's like three years and a month old. Yeah, Claire was like about yeah. to pop. I'll never like forget. I was like, Claire, are you sure? Are you <laughs> sure we want to do a live episode? You're just about to have a baby. But I'll never forget. You guys like came up on stage. It was like the first time we met in person, and we were just so excited. And so now it's like you know, three years later, and here we are still. So yeah. how are things going? First of all, like, what is new with Ned? How are you? How have you guys been? Give us a little life update. Yeah, well, man, three years. I mean, we were coming up on our four year anniversary, which isn't a ton in in uh, business world, but it's a lot in this industry. It makes us OGs in, in the hemp space, you know, certainly not the pioneers, but we definitely got started when CBD was, I mean, 
I remember it was it was something like three percent of the U.S. population knew what CBD was three and a half four years ago, and now it's yeah, got to be more that. like eighty three percent or maybe even ninety three percent. And so it was um, yeah, and it wasn't back then. You know, it was it was Ned was really born out of Adrian and my desire to help people. For me, connect have a deeper connection with the natural world, and for Adrian, find a better way of bringing simplicity into their lives. And it really stems from my story, his story, our very our personal stories, which are you know different but super similar as well. And they really, you know, I think resonate with so many people. His was a story of like burnouts and overworking and thinking that he was doing all the right things when he was chasing money and getting money and then finding not that much fulfillment. And for me, it was my mom's cancer and really wanting to help her find the natural remedies and the nutrition that would help her beat her cancer. And, um, and then just understanding too, that how powerful nature is, you know, when we, when we're living in tuned with nature when we're eating and moving and, and spending time outdoors and, and sleeping according to our circadian rhythm, it's just like, it's like going downstream, you know, like going against, going with the flow, as opposed to when you're out of alignment, it's, you know, you can fight, you can thrive for a little while, but it's just harder. I and mean, it's like an uphill battle. So really wanting to to bring that to people is, you know, part of the origin of, of Ned and, you know, four years on to roundaboutly get back to your question. Um, things are good. Things are really good. We've We've got a, just a great, a great group of customers. We have some of the highest loyalty in the industry, and not just in the hemp space or the wellness space, but the entire direct consumer space. We've got extremely loyal customers, and um, we've put out some beautiful products since we started working with you guys. Um, we've really leaned into kind of like more specific use case. So our sleep blend is is our best seller, and. Um, you know, it's it's CBD plus CBN plus other botanicals that help with sleep. And, you know, people just get it, right? It's like, oh, I have trouble sleeping. And this is called Sleep Blend. What's in it? Okay. This looks good. And then it that will work for works. me. Yeah. I know. So I don't know if you've heard one of our ad, like when we do our ad reads and we talk a lot about like how we use it. <laughs> And there's this really funny story that I was I was talking about, like how truly whenever I use the sleep blend, I get hotel sleep. I was like, I get hotel sleep. Mm. And for me, I get great sleep in a hotel. Like I love it. So I kept saying this. And one day Claire was like in during the ad, she's like, I know you've been like touting hotel sleep joy, but like, I don't sleep well, well in a hotel. hotel My sleep. story is that I get sleep after I come home from a hotel. That's yeah. how well I sleep. So I was like, okay, great. Like whatever hotel situation is for you. The reason I sleep so well is I don't got like animals or things like waking me up. I sleep great. And I like stand by that because I truly sleep so well. So then that's like our running joke as Claire was like, I hate to break like burst your bubble Mine is joy. like the first night home from a hotel sleep. <laughs> Those like flat pillows. No, you're just sleeping under a sheet practically. Like, why don't they give you blankets in hotels? Right. Come on. Pay Where are you staying? You're not giving me a blanket. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, I think it's so interesting to hear you talk about that. And um, for the people who are listening, a lot of you guys know that I was working in the natural products industry until pretty recently and have like 
maybe greater than average understanding of the sort of arc of CBD as a an ingredient and you know how it really exploded onto the scene and cannabinoids as in general it really exploded onto the scene but still you know CBD is the main one that we hear about and so you know you're talking about like CBN and these other cannabinoids it's interesting to think about it, you know, for me to put myself in your shoes and think like, how do you get that information out to people? You know, there's this huge educational hurdle when people first hear about CBD and now it's starting to feel a little bit less crazy, but then, you know, you're bringing up all these other ingredients, you're adding other botanicals into the mix, which I don't know if that hurts or helps because people are more familiar with some of those ingredients, but you guys have created such an approachable brand. Is that something that you consciously set out to do or is that just you know come with the territory of kind of who you guys are um a bit of both it's definitely who adrian and i are and and now our our whole team as well but um but no it was very very conscious um and i remember the the conversation i had with my mom when i brought cbd home for for her and it was she was like oh my god she calls me ready she's like oh my god ready where did you get this? Like, are the police going to show up? She's like, right, I've like, never did smoked you just marijuana in my whole life. I'm 65. <laughs> I'm not going to start now. And I, I'm like, mom, I got this at Alfalfa's supermarket. And it's like usually used back then. It was for kids with epilepsy and for dogs with anxiety. And, um, and it came super highly recommended. This is 2014 we're talking about now. And, um, but she was really nervous about it. And I just like remembered that conversation when it came to putting together our brand. And, and it's why we chose the name Ned. We were just thinking, what is the most approachable name we can come up with? And Ned was like, I mean, Ned is your neighbor, right? And, and Ned is the the guy or gal who just, you can go knock on their door and ask them for, for sugar or ask them for a natural remedy ask them to quote James Joyce or come fix your sick. We want, Ned is just a very approachable person. He's come to, he or she has come to embody this person. It's really who I aspire to be. Um, and we ask the question all the time, like, what would Ned do? You know, WWND. And, um, and Ned has super high principles. So if um, if it comes to something like, you know, we could use this ingredient. It's going to be cheaper, but it won't be as effective. What would Ned do? Well, we're not using that ingredient. So it's, that was what Adrian and I, the very first thing, our first meeting before we even formed the company was to go climb Arapahoe, South Arapahoe Peak, uh, just west of Boulder. And we didn't make it to the top, but I always say it was like the most productive day of our entire business because that day we laid the guiding principles. The, we wrote the rule book for what we will and won't do. And so it just became so much easier to make decisions after that. That is like a fascinating branding decision. Yeah. To just create this total like person. neutral so persona cool. that yeah. you can consult. Um, I was about to say, it sounds like you low-key named your company after Ned Flanders, but um, I don't think, <laughs> I don't know how down with CBD he would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I am curious throughout, you know, obviously I, it feels so cliche to say that I hesitate to even say it, you know, obviously the last two years have been bonkers for everyone on the entire planet and stressful. And we've been dealing with things in ways that we've never had to deal with them before with tools that, you know, and reaching for new, for new tools. 
I know you guys have, you know, CBD, obviously one of its main uses can be for stress reduction or stress relief or stress management. You guys, you know, have a lot of products that can have those benefits as well, you know, with, with additional botanicals. How do you personally manage the stress in your life? I'm talking about, you know, a little bit, like how, how do you personally use your own products, but also like, where else do you turn when you talk about going with the flow and being in the current? I think that that visual is such a good one that like, yeah, you can, you can have a good time swimming upstream, but not for that long. So I'm curious to hear like what you personally do to stay in the current. Yeah, it's a good question. And honestly, it's tough. Like right now, honestly, to be completely vulnerable here, I am like way out of the flow right now. Not everything's great, but that's super normal. And that's just the way it's got to be as an adult. So, but what I've been doing to, to make sure it's better than, than as good as it can be is to connect with nature as much as possible. And uh, I'm f- super fortunate, um, but this is by design. I live up in the mountains. It's a conscious choice because I know that spending time in nature is important for me. And so we live we live about um, six minutes outside of Boulder, just up in the hills. And pretty much every day I'm out, out there in the morning. I try to catch every sunrise. Uh, I got my doggy with me. We're running. We're, we're trail running. We're climbing. I've got a full-on like CrossFit slash parkour ninja movement thing set up in my yard. And um, so for me, it's like nature, movement, the connection of the two of them. And then I've got a cattle trough right next to my back door and it's filled with ice cold water. And so I'll spend at least three or four minutes in that each morning. And that, if you ever want to change your mood, like immediately, just get in some cold water. I mean, it's like, you can't help. I mean, that'll change my mood to be real angry, but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'll change it. It'll change it. I this um, is one of those things where eventually I'm sure I will jump on a bandwagon if I get like a cow trough or whatever and like start this. But right now I'm like, oh my gosh. What does it do for you? What like truly what for you? What is yeah. how does that reset? What happens? Well, I mean, just turn on the if you're in the shower, just turn it cold. If you don't start laughing or like freaking out in a funny way, maybe it's not for you, but I inevitably you know, just have this like funny moment where I'll, I'll just start laughing. And what it's, what's happening in the body is it's, it's releasing all types of, of hormones, uh, happy hormones, and the neurotransmitters are firing and it, it really does boost your mood. What it does from a, I'm like a long-term person from a long-term perspective is it builds up your brown fat cells. We have white fat cells and brown fat cells. And, you know, some people are just better handling cold. Well, we're all physiologically pretty much the same, but some of us just have more brown fat cells than white. And brown fat cells can be developed, uh, fostered with cold. It's why people from Minnesota, 40 degrees is really warm for them. People from Miami, that's freezing. So we build up our brown fat cells, which also help with our immune system. And um, and so I, you know, I I caught a cold last last winter, which is rare. And I realized, yeah, it was because I hadn't been in my ice bath for like six weeks. So I've been, I've been at it. And so, yeah, that really helps too. It also, you know, the biggest thing is it helps with coping. Like when you're sitting in that tub and your body's just telling you, get out, 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 you know, and you say, no, like, nope, not going to do it. I'm sitting in here. 
and you really ignore that voice, it helps. It's just practice for other times in life where you're, you know, give up, quit, give up, give up, give up. Like that Uh, mental strength. Yeah. Yeah. You build that mental strength and the ice, the water is such a good metaphor for it. And it's such an easy thing without any consequence other than just getting a little cold. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You say that a lot. Everyone knows listening that I've, I, I, uh, over the past year, I overcame an autoimmune disease and, um, I worked with a naturopath cause I didn't want to do the Western medicine treatment, which was essentially like removing my thyroid. 90% of my treatment was hydrotherapy, hot, cold therapy in a very methodical, like I wasn't doing ice baths, but I was doing hot, cold therapy. And that's really interesting. You say that now, when you were talking earlier, I have a quick question around like, you know, running a business, starting a business, doing the company work every day kind of seems to go against the flow. If we're using like the river analogy, I heard you, I think in another interview, talk about how you and Adrian really kind of look at like experiments and more of like the karma approach with business. How do you stay in that mindset? Can you explain that a little bit more? Because I think that's, it's almost like counterintuitive in the world that we live in, that we always want to be like hustling and then we're going to miss out to be taking a step back and letting things be more from a flow. How do you do that? And especially in such like an industry where it feels like if you are, you know, if you miss a step, you're out of the game. Like it was something like CBD that's so hot, like such a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the experimental part is really about uh, both Adrian and I coming out of entrepreneurial experiences prior to Ned um, that were in kind of like cutthroat industries. It was very doggy dog and it was very like Western and just not wanting to play in that game any longer. I personally spent 17 years hustling in that game and it just never felt right. Adrian as well, a little less time, but um, he likes to always tell everybody how much older I am than him, um, which is three years, but I'll do it for him today since he's not here. Um, You're welcome, Adrian. (laughs) That's really funny. But but, um, so we wanted to be a part of a business that created a legacy that did something good. And yeah, we believe in karma. We believe in the golden rule. And it's why we're part of 1% for the planet. It's why we have always sourced everything, just um, creating the absolute best product and then worrying about how to pay for it. But, um, you know, so it's a, it's an experiment for us of how things go when you run a business according to those two rules, karma and the golden rule. And we just believe that when you do right by others, others will do right by you. And I believe that that's why we have such a loyal audience. It's why our products work. It's why we created those guiding principles that we can always turn to. For me, that's just the only kind of business I want to be a part of at this point. And and it's a lot of fun. And, and it means too that we get better people. We get people on our team that we couldn't afford otherwise, or they have like much bigger experience and they could work at a much bigger company, but we get great people and we get advocates that like put their necks out for us. And it's karma. It's, it's, um, you know, always asking what we can do for other people first comes around. I mean, isn't it the truth? I've been watching the, um, this is an extreme example, but you know, the Theranos company and all the documentaries that are out right now, are the show that just came out around Elizabeth Holmes and just kind of like how the vibe was so bad and it just came crashing down. There's so many examples of businesses like that. I'm always curious too, people who start their own business and company is how do you 
you know, there's this idea of like, well, follow your passion, and it'll all work out for you. And I'm sure that's not like roses and flowers every day. It's not perfect. You still have your struggles. Would you argue that it's more about following something that really makes you grow that makes you happy? Or what would you say about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, three, four years ago, I would have said, you know, just follow your passion, it'll all work out. Uh, There's a lot more to it. But I still would say that, you know, it's like, what I was doing before was selling four and five star custom furniture fixtures and equipment for uh, the hotel industry. And I was really, really good at it. And um, I was at near the top of my field and I could have had a really comfortable life doing so, but it became, it came to the point where I physically couldn't do it any longer. Like I remember being at this conference in Vegas and I was standing in one of the the booths of one of the companies my firm represented. And it was a carpet company. And this, this designer, a very nice woman was asking me about the pile head on the carpet. And I like, just couldn't bring myself to care any longer. Like, yeah, I was so over it. And um, I physically couldn't answer her. Um, but this was two years after I had discovered my purpose. And after I had, this was a year after starting Ned, I was still doing both. Um, so honestly, I physically could not care anymore. I, I couldn't care. Like couldn't bring myself to care about the pile head of the carpet. I just had such bigger fish to fry. And so the point of that is like, it was unsustainable. I had this really lucrative business, but it was, it was unsustainable because I didn't have a passion for it. And so honestly, I set myself back. I did that for 12 years. I committed to something that, that had a, a an end and Ned doesn't have an end for me. This is truly my passion. I never not, I never don't want to be doing this. And I just love, love what I'm doing. I love what our team's doing. I love being able to help people break free from the prisons that they find them in themselves in, which is insomnia or anxiety or, or health, you know, love setting people free. That's like just my ultimate, ultimate goal. What you said is just really profound, but I do want to take sort of a silly uh, moment to ask, how do you feel about hotel sleep now that we know that you used to be in the hotel furniture industry? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's hit or miss, you know, it depends on, depends on the day. Yeah. Usually if I'm in a hotel, it's because I'm like doing a lot of things, you know, it's not like I'm at the hotel to get sleep. It's like I'm there because I just crash there after one o'clock after a long wedding or something. Yeah. You're at a convention in Vegas. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I love that because I think that what you just said gives a really interesting perspective on a question that we ask a lot of people, which is, you know, do you think that you can really live your passion and find fulfillment in a way that doesn't ultimately end up being short-sighted. You know, I think we hear from a lot of people that the realities of thinking, oh, I'm just going to go out and live my passion. Like what you, you know, what you said, like, it's not, it's not as easy as that. And for a lot of people, it becomes very disenchanting because the whole reason that they were attracted to it in the first place is because they were attracted to the ease and to, you know, feeling like it wasn't ever going to feel like they're rolling a rock uphill. But I think to, you know, what you're saying is take it even that next step further that, yeah, sure, you can be passionate about it. But the thing that really transcends the the difficulties is a bigger purpose around sharing that with other people and around bringing other people into that rather than just having it be about you and your own experience. Yeah, and that's really well said. 
player. That's yeah, you're a hundred percent right. It's, there's gotta be something more than just, I love uh, surfing. So I want to, you know, make uh, a company that makes wax for surfboards, you know, um, there's gotta be more to it. There's gotta be, because eventually it just becomes, you know, here's what your calendar looks like. 9am with the bookkeeper, 10am with the attorney, 11am, you know, and it's just like, can I swear on your show? (laughs) It's just shit. (laughs) And uh, it's like the same shit that you were doing when you were working for Sensodyne Industries. So, but if you've got a bigger purpose, then absolutely. And it means that there's not an expiration date too. Like you can count on like a mission statement, like the values that you guys came up with and Mm -hmm. the commitment, you kind of can fall back on that. Exactly. Do you, because I was thinking about this too, of when people kind of go and follow their passion, they think about money, or I feel like a lot of those books about like following your passion are all about like, then you're going to make all this money if you follow your passion. And I just feel like that's a weird way to look at it too. I mean, money's fine. But I also heard you talk, and Adrian talk about like, some of the happiest times in your lives were when you really didn't have much. And I think we all can kind of like argue that as well. But how do you balance that piece of like, yes, you have a business, you have to keep your business afloat. And how do you, how do you view money as a part of that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. For Adrian and I, I think the happiest times in our life when we, was when we like had the littlest. But we, we here we have at Ned, we have what we call our quadruple bottom line. And there's four parts to it. None of, they're all equal in importance, but I'll start with the traditional bottom line, which is the money. I mean, a business, you have, a business has to make money. Otherwise it ceases to exist. So there's that element. Then we also consider our impact on our customers, on people. So how are we performing? What what are, what are the metrics that we can judge our, our, success or lack thereof based on what we do for our customers. The third one or a third one would be what we do for ourselves, our team, our the families that are part of our team. And then the fourth one is the planet, the environment and everything social and responsible. So we we judge everything through those four lenses and not one one is not more important than the other. So that's, that's how we do it. But, you know, following your purpose is, I think, really important, but there's a lot more to it. And there's a, there's an art to maintaining the passion once you're in the trenches. Right. I think the piece that I find interesting is like, it just is different for each person. Perhaps you didn't go into this business being like, I want to be a bazillionaire. (laughs) You're like, I just want to do something meaningful and impactful. And maybe someone else is like, no, I want to be a bazillionaire. Like, so I think that there's just not a one size fits all with this whole passion thing. And I think what it really comes down to is like, we're all kind of just searching for happiness, but happiness isn't just like as easy as this formula, follow your passion, then everything, and then the money will come. It's like, well, what if people, what if you don't really care that much about money? You just want to have a fun life, enjoy your friends. I just think it's really cool that you kind of think you think differently around that. And also to remind people of just like being thoughtful about what's really important to them when they're setting goals, if they're kind of like going out and changing their career path. Yeah. You know, I see it with my wife. She's a brilliant artist, uh, uh, abstract surrealist painter. And she has this sense that her paintings aren't valuable unless 
there's a monetary attachment to them unless she's selling them, you know, to put it bluntly. She, um, we just had this conversation on Sunday. I wish she would just paint for the hell of it because she enjoys it so much because it's like, it has to come out of her. She's a true artist. And I feel like if she did that, she might sell more paintings. I can see that. That's like that flow thing as you're kind of like attaching it to the outcome as opposed to the process. Anyway, I I just think that that is so in our face of like the money making piece and what your worth is, is how much you have or what have you. And I just, I really like to thinking about simply of truly the times in your life. And I'm wondering even like the people who are very, very rich in the world, like probably think about like the really simple times in their life are the best times. So let's switch gears and talk about maybe the most commonly asked questions about CBD, of like what people are coming to you, your customers, what are they asking? Because I know a lot of our listeners probably have the same questions. Yeah, I spend a lot of time connecting with our customers. I try to speak with at least 15 different customers a month and try to find a really like a wide range of, of customers as well. And so a lot of the questions are, a great question I just had the other day was, how do I optimize your products? And I get that. It's like, listen, I'm spending good money on this. I'm going to use it instead of something else. Uh, I'm going to dedicate my time to it, my thought. So how do you, how do I optimize your products? And we actually just had a big discussion on this this morning with, with the leadership team here. And it's a great question. You know, it, it depends on the product. I mean, we could go real deep here. I don't, I don't know how much time we want to spend on this, but um, one of the things to remember, and this kind of came up earlier in the conversation was it's like, none of our products are a silver bullet. Anybody who tells you they are is full of it. And um, if you're not doing other things, like you alluded to, Joy, you know, what else do I do? Well, you know, if you're drinking coffee, and, you know, all day long, and then putting back a few drinks, and you're stressed out, and you're, you know, on your phone until you fall asleep, you got the TV on in the background, you know, bad hotel sleep, you, um, you're just shoveling snow in a blizzard, like, it's not going to do any good. Bad ho- shout out to bad hotel sleep. Maybe that's why I have <laughs> crappy hotel sleep because I'm just eating samples all day. I liked what you said about, you know, none of the products are a silver bullet. And I feel like, I wonder if that's something you experience a lot that people find they turn to botanical remedies after they've exhausted a lot of other options. Is that something that you kind of have to like talk people down from? Yeah. You know, well, we, we love when people come to us, um, having been on the pill train and we have, some great testimonials where people spend years, decades, you know, with their pharmaceuticals that lead to other pharmaceuticals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they find us and for some, for some bodies, hemp, cannabinoids or magnesium, another product line of ours is what their body just needs. And they finally find it and they're very happy to, to do so. So yeah, I love that part of it. This is something that we also talked, we had, um, you know, Joy talked about her autoimmune disease and her naturopath, and we had her naturopath on the podcast um, probably around this time last year, right? She had something similar to say, and I've also heard this from my husband, who's a nurse and used to work on like a cardiac step down unit where, you know, there are certain people who they just want that quick fix and they're not really willing to make a larger lifestyle change. And they're not really willing to look or, you know, look at their behaviors as a whole or change their behaviors as a whole, or imagine that their behaviors are causing their problems. And 
I think that being in a space, you know, where you are able to address some things that are so hard for people. I mean, talk about insomnia, anxiety. I mean, I feel like I have to disclaimer, you know, this is not a medical advice, but I use CBD during my pregnancy to resolve horrible. I mean, I threw up for every day for 10 months and had like horrible, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Restless legs, restless arms, couldn't sleep. Like CBD was the only thing that helped me. And also, you know, there's not a lot of other options out there when you're pregnant, but (laughs) I think it's just, it's so cool to be in a space where you do often have, like, I know you say this is not a silver bullet, but it can really bring hope to people who have feel like they've exhausted all their other options. Does that feel heavy or is that like bring you, does that energize you? Oh, it totally energizes all of us here. If we, if we didn't have as much confidence in our, our sourcing and our quality in the quality of our products, um, that would feel really heavy, but we put a lot of time, effort, and, and a lot of extra money into just creating the absolute best products. And so I know that they work. I'm confident if, and you know, one of our guiding principles too, is if we find a better way of doing something, we do it. So no, it totally energizes me. And I love seeing those testimonials and, you know, anytime I'm down, which again, honestly, I've been a little down recently. I just, I, I go read a few testimonials and it's so bolstering. Uh, it's truly, truly beautiful. And it's everything to us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this because you're one of our sponsors and you guys are some of our favorite people, but I, I feel like this is um, something that we, Claire and I have both been using over the years and it's really the only like supplement product that uh, you actually feel a difference from. <laughs> like, I remember listening to a podcast interview about like supplements, um, like any supplement, like all the supplements that are on the shelves right now. And I think it was actually the Mind Pump guys, and um, who I think also it's fun, yeah. you're sponsored to them, and they're great. But th- I think Sal said something like, "Yeah, you should just stop taking all your supplements. I promise you, you won't feel one difference." And I that always stuck with me. Like not talking about CBD, but he's like, "Any supplement you're taking right now, just stop taking it. I guarantee you won't feel a difference. It saves you a ton of money." And I was like, "That is so true. You don't feel anything." And I mean, I know I'm like speaking, like there are some supplements, like I'm sure people actually need like from a doctor or whatever, but like, you know, this is actually something when I take it, I actually feel, I actually do feel different. And so it's like worth putting money into because you're like, yeah, I actually feel like I'm paying for something that I can feel a change. (laughs) (laughs) And that's important. People want to know. Like, Absolutely. I had a friend that I referred uh, to you guys for the sleep blend and she kept texting me. She's like, are you sure? Like she was very worried, you know? Yeah. It's like, it can be costly and like for whatever people are, you know, budgeting into their life. And she was very, very nervous about like investing in this. I'm like, just trust me. If you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. (laughs) And like the first couple nights, like she was like, I can't believe this is like, I'm sold. I'm like, I told you. But yeah, it's like, it's a big decision for people, but it does work. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little while to work. I I mean, we, we might not be talking right now. Seriously. When I bought my mom that first ball of CBD that she freaked out about, um, I was like, mom, I'm going to, I'm going to use it too. And we'll do this together. And she's like, okay, ready. And, um, and it took me three weeks. Like I was pretty much out of the bottle and I'm like, I don't really feel anything. And then it, it started to kick in. And then I also looked back and I was like, wow, I'm actually probably averaging another hour of sleep per night. Um, I'm recovering faster. 
you know, it's like, it's not like a shot of tequila or like a punch in the face. It's, I mean, I kind of feel like that sometimes though, really. Like maybe get- maybe my system is very receptive because <laughs> sometimes well, I'm like... <laughs> Joy, I think that what you're speaking to though is like something about, you know, like we can joke about supplements and, you know, oh, just yeah. stop taking everything. But I think there is there is that difference of like how, what is, how far away are you from your baseline? That's true. And so how, or how much are you going to feel something when That's you true. start using it? Yeah. Somebody who like is pretty close to their baseline, it's going to take a little bit more for them to feel the effects of something. But somebody who is really struggling and, you know, hasn't had a good night of sleep in a couple of years or, you know, is so has been so stressed out for years that, you know, that they're uh, experiencing physiological effects from that. I mean, even moving the needle a little bit for those people, is going to feel huge. And I think, you know, I think about this, like I always talk about taking the mellow and the magnesium and I feel a huge difference from magnesium. And I also at last time had to make a disclaimer that magnesium is going to make you poop. So just as a reminder, everybody, if you've never taken magnesium before, don't freak out. Um, (laughs) But I use it for, I mean, I've had it prescribed to me by a neurologist for migraines and for, I have a tremor. And like, there are these things that when you, I think like it is so easy to dismiss supplements and it is easy to dismiss botanicals and it is easy to honestly, in a lot of cases, dismiss CBD. And you look at the FDA, you look at, you know, there's this obviously huge conversation over the last two years about like, who do we trust to tell us what to put in our bodies? And I think that you can extrapolate so much from those fears of people basically down to the statement of like, but what if it doesn't work? And I think that's a really valid fear for people to have because you are putting something into your body that's never been in there before, that you don't know how it works, that when it comes to CBD, there's a stigma around it and the stigma around hemp. And I just, I think, you know, that's why I really credit you guys for having such an approachable brand. And I also think that it is, you know, so interesting to just think about what it can take for people mentally to get over those obstacles and allow themselves to be open to the experience of the effects of of herbs and botanicals. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we also make it pretty easy. I mean, we have a 30 day, no questions asked money back policy doesn't work for you. Even if it does, we'll give you your money back. Like no questions asked. So, so that helps, but yeah, you know, it's, it's about that perceived value and, and, um, and yeah, if you're drinking coffee right up until the time you take your CBD before bed, like that's, that, that's, that's going to be tough. Um, but uh, we try to make it as approachable as as we can. We just want to get this out to people. We want that's our mission is to to just get people these natural remedies that that do work and and are great alternatives to some of the really harsh pharmaceuticals out there. Yeah. So I want to just talk for a second about your hemp farm mm. because I love your photos of it. I love. Like, I was just going to ask this question. I'm so glad you brought it up because oh, I was like, tell us brain. about the farmer. I, I mean, I love you guys. So your farm's in Paonia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, who doesn't love Paonia? Um, if you guys are not familiar with Paonia, it's just like this funky hippie town on the Western slope of Colorado. If people, do I need to get into like the, um, the water differences between the, the front range and the Western slope? It rains more on the Western slope guys. Just like, it's good for farms. I'm just not, I'm not going to get into yeah. it. <laughs> Joy's laughing because I have a. Um, she really wants to, though. I really want Just to so you know, it. she really I wants to. Talk about water. Uh, I have a, a <laughs> master's degree in natural resource policy with a focus on water law. And so I'm like, I want to talk about it. I'm not going to. And and it's so beautiful. And so I want to hear about it. And I want to hear why you guys chose Paonia. And just like, is it magical? Because it looks magical. It's so magical. It's so magical. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, I spent 
I spent the entire summer of 2017 meeting with hemp farmers, like driving all over Colorado. And these were the farmers that were growing for like the, the big companies at the time. And they were super highly recommended, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and they were good people, but they were growing hemp just for quantity instead of quality. And so I was just kind of, you know, pretty unimpressed. This was originally for my mom who had breast cancer. I wanted to create my, my own, like basically just in my kitchen for her and for a few friends. And that's how Ned was. Those were like the, the seeds of Ned turned into a lot more. But, um, but I, I kept hearing about this farmer in Paonia and I knew Paonia to be that beautiful like just bountiful farm basket, which it really is. And I finally was introduced to him. Turned out my sister knew him. She lives over the pass in Redstone. And yeah, as soon as I drove onto his farm, I just knew he was our guy. It was, there were prayer flags all over the place. He was playing binaural beats and reggae to his plants. He was vortexing the super pure mountain water, biodynamic farming, putting his hands in the soil and feeling the spirit. I mean, way above and beyond organic. I really and, want uh, to meet this guy. I really oh, yeah. want to meet this guy. <laughs> well, binaural said, we, beats for his plants. Yeah. That's amazing. We play, we keep it going. We play binaural beats when we uh, blend and mix and bottle our products. And so they get. Oh um, my gosh. That is amazing. I think. Yeah, everybody... Haven't you seen like the thing on the label where it talks about like the vibration? <sighs> yes. And, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so Paonia is wonderful. It's it's this, you know, it's funny because it's five hours away. And we drive past dozens of other hemp farms, um, but we're going there for the best. Uh, Jonathan and his family, for our money, they grow absolutely the best, uh, the best hemp. And we just love the relationship with with them. And they're wonderful people. And we just really love working with them. The price of hemp has fallen through the floor since we first started working together. But we've continued to pay Jonathan about what we were paying him when the price of hemp was through the roof um, because we just love the relationship. He's a big part of, of our company. He's become a partner for us. Um, you'll see him in a lot of our marketing. You know, it's like... Yeah, on the website and like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, it's um, I'm really excited because his... His uh, wife, mother, and daughter, three generations of Reckling women, uh, farmed one acre at their, at their homestead, and they, they were in charge of it. And it was the highest yielding um, acre on the entire farm. Um, I mean, the farm is only eight acres, but um, this was above and beyond uh, anything we've ever seen in terms of uh, cannabinoids and yield and health of the plants. We've got really beautiful photos and video from um, just before harvest with the plants at over nine feet tall. Um, just unbelievable. And so really love that uh, those three women today, National International Women's Day, you know, we we're highlighting them and just that beautiful story. And that hemp goes specifically into our balance blend, um, our hormone balance blend. Just love them. Like love everything about them. Love working with them. This is where, you know, follow your passion comes in. It's like, how can you not enjoy that if you're passionate about it? And so I've just been leaning into things like that as I, yeah, try to get back into the flow. I love that. And I just love how intentional you can make that. And I think that like, you know, I, I, I'm sure that they love having partners and you guys to like pull that story out and like really appreciate that intention and appreciate 
you know, hey, we're going to see how amazing these women are and this feminine energy that they've brought into this acre. And we're going to utilize that and put it in our hormone balance blend and, you know, take that all the way to the customer experience and like all the way into the bodies of your customers to like, I mean, everyone listening knows that I'm like the farthest thing away from woo. And I typically like kind of roll my eyes, this kind of stuff. But I think that there, I also really believe that like it's, it can be there if you want it to be. And I, you know, don't ever fault anyone for, for go, taking that step further to really like find the intention. I think you're and, more woo than you say you are. Well, I think you have some woo. <laughs> maybe like a, a hint, maybe like I'm like woo, woo, but not woo. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we are just about out of time, but I do want to hear what is coming up. Help give us a peek around the corner for net. Yeah. Well, you know, we're leaning more into the explicit uses like brain blends, balance blends, de-stress blends. These have been just really big successes for us. And we love, honestly, we just love creating them. Like love working with our botanist, Annie Miller, uh, figuring out the the various herbs that go into them. Um, so we're we're working on a couple others. Uh, one will be a brain blend focused on cognition, uh, but also kind of clearing away the mental cobwebs, focus, clarity, you know, like longer ability to concentrate. Um, these are all things I want. And um, and then I also though want to keep my brain healthy. Alzheimer's runs in my family. What I want to do is proactively keep my brain healthy. So, so that's one of them. Um, a recovery blend is probably next after that, um, and that's in the cannabinoid CBD space. Um, you know, we're Mellow's been also a huge success for us. Our our magnesium product. So we're gonna like lean in on on that. A lot of our customers come to us for sleep, so we're gonna do a mellow sleep. Like really, we should call it hotel sleep. You know. Be careful. Some people don't like it. <laughs> Focus group of two, we're split down the middle. <laughs> right. Um, get the best hotel sleep of your night. Whichever your one you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Pick like um, a very fancy hotel, I guess. Name it after a fancy hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And then we're also working on uh, longevity products. You know, like so many people, you know, not all of us want to climb a mountain or win the gold medal or whatever. You know, we just want to like be able to go about our day, uh, maybe have a glass of wine and not feel like crap the next morning. Like that's so, so we're working on some products for exactly that. It's not about, you know, it's, it's, it's not for the athletes or, um, but it's just for the rest of us. <laughs> I went to a uh, adventure film festival this past weekend where it was all filmmakers and athletes who were um, women or non-binary. And it was so interesting because the difference between going to like a real rock where it's all like, we got to conquer the mountain and here's our first ascent and here's our like badass new route. And then this festival where it was like, look at this activity I just love doing. And like, look at how fun I'm, how, how fun this is. Like, it was so interesting. And I feel like what you're speaking to, I think we're seeing a shift in our culture as we start to, I mean, kind of to bring it back a little bit back to that, like feminine energy thing of like, as we're starting to move away from just this win at all cost mentality, because so many of us have had moments in the last few years where we've realized like, man, I was just working without looking around. And now I finally had no choice, but to look around and I'm done winning at all costs. And I just, am hearing that 
more and more around from everybody of like, I'm sick of this conquer mentality. I want to just live my life and enjoy myself and like not feel like I'm constantly having to do the next thing. Like, yeah, I want to just have fun and get a good night of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. The simple things, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to see your face. It was so <laughs> great to talk to you. Um, you know, I we're so grateful for your partnership over the years and also your friendship and just for having you in our sphere. We really do think the world of you guys and we're so grateful that that you're part of our podcast community. So thank you so much. And happy birthday month. And happy birthday month, thank Ned. You. We can't end this episode without mentioning that it is Ned's birthday month. And so you guys can get 21% off with our code this month, code joy. So that's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use code joy, not to be confused with Ned Flanders, but if that helps you remember it, then by all means, (laughs) use that to your advantage. And so support our podcast, support all these awesome folks at Ned. And thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.